listening to Glassby Gaming Radio Podcast. G'day guys, welcome to another episode of Glassby Gaming Radio. We're uh, here with the GCS owner. How are you, dude? Good, how are you? Good, good. Um, so, what do you get referred to as, I believe, Royal Loyal? Royal Loyal, most people, yeah, most people know my first name as Donovan, so either one that you want to call me today, so. Yeah, nice. Um, so I like sort of getting people's backstory on how it all started. So what sort of got you into drifting, like where did it all start, what games? Yeah, I would say, uh, I wouldn't say I got into drifting, uh, drifting kind of found me. I grew up always watching races with, you know, my family. I always grew up watching NASCAR and IndyCar. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. know too much about drifting at the time or what it was at the time. I always uh, was into racing games and etc. cetera. I always was the guy that picked up the earliest Need for Speeds and stuff like that because I was always yeah. into racing games um, until a game called Need for Speed Pro Street. Uh, Need for Speed Pro Street came out where drifting kind of found me. I fell in love with the stock green 240 that Ryan Cooper always drove, where it was the base car. And um, <clears throat> Ryan Cooper was trying to establish himself as a showdown king in that game. So you had to go from like grip, drift, uh, drag, and stuff like that to get to the showdown king, where it was the showdown king was an expert in all kinds. Um, that was the first ever game that I solid drifting on mm-hmm. i didn't really see drifting on any other need for speed like established at that point um basically i fell in love at that point i didn't know all along I, what i was doing but i loved it drifting wasn't something that i was focused on yeah on any game back then that i really knew of i wanted to i want the type of person to actually involve myself until Horizon 3 where I actually knew what I was doing and why I was doing it. Yeah, right on here, nice. Um, yeah, so what? when did you sort of start Forza? What game did you start? Um, yeah, I started uh, learning to drift on Horizon 1, actually. Yeah. Um, I used to do all-wheel drive drifting back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm going to get critiqued on this because <laughs> all-wheel drive drifting is not the fun of drifting, but um, my critique is we all have to start somewhere, yeah. and that's where I started. Um, I didn't know what I was really doing when I first started drifting. I really didn't involve myself in any comps at that time. Yep. I was more into racing and stance meets. Along came Horizon 2, where I started real-world drive drifting, downloading tunes from a team called MND, which is Midnight Drifters. Mm -hmm. This was a team that started my career in the drifting, virtually to prove I was something to look forward to. For two years, I was on Rising 2, improving my skill and improving the aspect of my drifting. Um, Just going along with that team for two years, um, we, we... drifted down at the docks uh, most people don't know that was the place to drift on uh was the dock area because it had a bunch of uh, in and outs and there's there was some hair point hair point turns in the um dock area um yeah but for two years i was just improving myself 
uh, Ryzen 3 came around and I grinded the game hard enough to be the fifth person to be level 1000 on Horizon 3, which with most people, that was the highest level you can get in Horizon 3. Mm -hmm. And the fifth person to do that, I've spent countless amount of hours trying to, you know, get to that top level be like, Mm -hmm. all right, this is the max amount of hours I could put into this game because I was constantly into racing at that point. I was like, there's nothing better to do. Um, then I came along to where it was just exhausting to do any races. Yeah. Like it was, I, I go load in and I'm be like, ah, there's nothing else to do on this game. <laughs> um, so after just constant racing and constant doing one race at the time, which was a race called the Goliath. And most people, if you know, 50 laps on Goliath would take you over 10 hours to com- uh, to complete yeah. <laughs> um, doing constant amount of those were tired like I was tired after every one um, but after that I spent countless amount of hours trying to develop myself in the drifting scene because in Horizon 3 there was no such thing as drift springs mm. um, at that point uh, drifting wasn't really a thing that Horizon um, actually focused on and if if you knew back then, we used what we call rally springs or race springs yeah. to drift. Most people use rally because it was a softening kind of damping issue. So where you could throw your car and the rally springs were enough to where it loosened the car enough to actually turn and get your weight to weigh from one side to the other. Um, three months after the nonstop grinding of you know drifting 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 uh i was a free agent for most of those months um and i wasn't part of a team i was mm-hmm. just by myself yeah, yeah um until drift wars 3 um where i showed what i was capable of in the drift scene after drift wars 3 i was no longer a free agent getting picked up by a team called drift royales or dr mm-hmm. it was the official start of my competition career I dedicated over 5,000 plus hours to game alone to this day. I'm still uh, getting called in Force of Horizon 3 no life. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I know what you mean, like with the tuning and stuff. Because like, I, um, I didn't start, like, well, I guess gaming altogether, really. I didn't start till Force of Horizon 3. And um, I know what you mean with like all the like rally springs and stuff. Because I had no clue on tuning or anything back then. And, um, yeah, it's a totally different scene, you know, <laughs> compared to now, like all these new games coming out. Um, right. So you said you got into Drift Wars. Is there any other comps you doing back then? Yeah, I competed in two, which one was Drift Wars and one was OZ Drift Battles. These were the only two that I ever showed my drifting skill is, mm-hmm. uh, is skill in. Drift Wars was one of the most anticipated comps on Horizon 3. If most people don't know, it was ran by a guy named Nessie. Nessie was the founder of a team called Ted, the Elite Drifters. At the time, I uh, Drift Royals wasn't even heard of at that time, and stuff like that. They were the top of the line competition on Horizon Three. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like nobody can mess with them because they've already established themselves and stuff like that. So everybody 
that competed competed in Drift Force. Yeah. Um, OZ Drift Battles was one that I competed in for three months. Um, ultimately, for those three months, I placed in the top five qualifiers and always ended up like second or third. One event I did get tw- top qualifier, but then they just ended it. Yeah. Um, no reason why. Just they just ended it. Uh, there were other competitions at that time going on as FHDL or known now as SUSO, which uh, is held by a guy that is on FM7 right now. I think I think he switched the name. I used to know the name, but I can't know it now. But it's known as SUSO. Yeah. Yeah, no. So um, what was the scene like? Was there many comps back on like Forza Horizon 3 compared to now? Like, was it pretty busy or? I would say back in Horizon 3, there was more of a fan base. I'm, yeah. I'm going to say this now. I think, I think Horizon 4 didn't have a good outlook to Horizon 3. Yeah. Horizon 3 was top tier where everybody can go to, to the parking lot. Like mm. everybody was there. Yeah, yeah. You go in a random sessions and everybody that knew how to drift or you could hang out with someone was always there. Horizon 4 was different. Horizon 4, um, you know, the tracks were either street or off-road or somewhere where you have to kind of adapt to where you have to build a track for people. And, you know... Uh, Combining all lobbies into like a 74 player platform to where if you can only see this amount of people, I think it was 16 per where you were, Mm -hmm. you couldn't find people where you could as a horizon three, you could, you could see where everybody was at and go chill with them. Yeah. You know, that was what the main difference is between horizon three and horizon four. Yeah. um, Yeah. Cause like I said, I didn't join till late like Forza Horizon 3 and I didn't really have any friends or anything you could um, jump on and tandem with or anything so yeah that's what I loved about Forza Horizon 3 either at the car park or um, sometimes you go for a train up in the mountain there and I reckon that was pretty cool like it's sort of yeah like you said it's a bit bit harder to find just a random battle now in Forza Horizon 4 but um so you you got most of your tracks is that in the car park on Forza Horizon 3 that you did? So most of my tracks are near the train area, as we call the train and cargo area, Mm -hmm. um, because I felt when I came in Horizon 4 that there was no legitimate uh, track because I jumped around a lot. Um, You know, I'm I'm the type of a guy to be unique. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to be like other people. I want to make something as unique as possible. So where I came in... I went to immediately to the warehouse and created a track called Windico. Yeah. Windico was the most popular track in the warehouse section. Mm-hmm. Um, to this day, I still see people running the track. Yeah. I don't know how, but <laughs> I don't know how I influenced that track. <laughs> but I see it. Um, most of the main tandem tracks um, that you see now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did um, kind of establish not all of them, but some of them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, nice. Yeah, um, so do you think like if they like when they build another um, horizon, do you would you like to see like another car park set up 
compared to, say, the Krites? See, what I really want was more of a, just a dedicated section. Not mm. like a car park, just a, like, a section to where if you, if you go to that section, you can run any track that you can think of. Yeah. So this section will include, like, numerous amounts of FD tracks or something like that. Yeah. It's all combined in one area. If I wanted to see something like that, that's what I would want to see. I don't want to go on the new Forza and, you know, set up tracks in the middle of the street. Yeah. That was my main downfall. Like, I could not go on the street because of traffic. Mm. Uh, I don't know how D1 Battle does it. They improved on the street scene, and I'll let them do that. Yeah. Um. That was never my intention. So they they have the top of the line street tracks. I'm I'm just a guy that likes to create unique tracks that you could you could see and be like, all right, that's unique. I've never seen that before. Mm, yeah. That, um. I think it'd either be good if maybe Forza or even maybe another game. We've got Car um Carax Drift Racing now. Be cool. I'd love to see a game where you could design tracks you know like say like your motocross games you can build a track track editor i reckon that'd be so cool if you could do do one for drifting or something like um just a matter of like i guess because i don't know about you with your comp do you ever get feel like you get repetitive in tracks or you always manage to find new tracks so i would say it's not repetitive like, um, I've hosted many comps now. I've been hosting this for over a year and a half. Mm-hmm. I never sat down and actually thought about a repetitiveness yeah. because I, I create tracks to where the follow driver can, can actually follow a lead driver. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the tracks where it gets technical is more of a, uh, crate section as we call them. But, I did have a lot of tracks that repeated themselves, and I I go by community feedback. I don't go by my own opinion. I go by what my people tell me to do. So where if they were like, well, you can run this track over again, and I'll be like, all right, I'll think about it. And two months later, here's the track again. Because most people like the track that I make. Then this track is like, uh, I didn't like that track. So what happened from here to here? So <laughs> I get tr- critiqued like nonstop. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, so yeah. So is there any like, um, is there time, you know, because obviously we've got seasons in Horizon 4. Is it ever, is it ever like stop you doing certain tracks? Do you have to wait a while? Because obviously you got snow and you get that puddle in the crates and stuff. Right. So, I base my competition like any other. So, when it snows, yeah. I can't do anything. I have I hated that since day one. Mm-hmm. When Horizon 4 came out and I saw snow, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> because it, it reminded me of Blizzard Mountain all over again. If you don't know what Blizzard Mountain was, it was a DLC pack on Horizon 3 that came out featuring snow and you could drift on this ice and stuff like that i was like oh no where are we going with this so i never liked the snow aspect Mm. i'm I'm sorry if if you like to drift in the snow that's that's you that's all good but to me i i just don't i just don't like it because i did run a competition in crates where it was snowing Mm. and you could see it on instagram me trying to drift (laughs) 
in the snow in my S15, and, and no, it did not work out. Yeah. Uh, my community was like, no, we need a dry lobby. You need to recreate that video and yeah. <laughs> sit it back <laughs> because nobody wanted to drift in the snow. Now, warehouse is a different story. Yeah. If it was snowing and, and I could w- run a warehouse track, it didn't affect the warehouse because the warehouse was just the snow couldn't get in the warehouse, but it was slick. It was yeah. like it was, was raining, but it was like you lost some grip but maintain some grip. Mm-hmm. So it was like you had to adapt to where the season changed. Yeah. Um, I never stopped the event because it rained because FD, if, if it rains in FD and someone's on track, there's no going back. They run it anyway. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that's my aspect. Like you're going to run in the rain regardless. <laughs> so yeah, no, I think, um, I think if they do do the seasons again, they should make it, I guess, a lot of people would agree that you can at least change your lobbies maybe or because, yeah, like for say, there will be some people that like snow and probably all drive drifting, I guess. That would um, be pretty big right. for the snow maybe, I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's certainly a pain, you know, like if you're getting ready for a comp or something and you got to wait for winter to finish and, yeah, no, it's um, <laughs> not ideal. Um, so how did... So, how did GCS start, like, when that was back Horizon 3, I believe? Yeah, it all started five years ago. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe GCS has been around that long, yeah, it's just right people on. didn't know where it came from. Yeah. Um, it was under the name of Drift Royals. Yeah. Um, the team I've, I started with, and we envisioned of a grassroots comp at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started this comp for multiple things. I wanted to first start DR to have another competition on Horizon 3 at the time. So at that time, Drift Wars was the only comp running on Horizon 3 when when we first started Drift Royals. Mm-hmm. No other comp was heard of. Nobody else was running anything. So at that time, six people were running it. And then we had 10 plus people at the end of it. So we started with six and end up with, I think it was 12 people running this competition. Um, we put so much effort fighting for a grassroots competition on Horizon alone hmm. um, because grassroots competitions weren't heard of back then. They, they, I, there weren't any, I saw many of some people like run a class cars and stuff like that. Tandem lobbies, but there was no such thing as a grassroots competition. Yeah. So, um, we we uh, had an ultimate beef with Drift Wars. Um, it was the ultimate cause of why I started to prove to people that we had a chance to compete with Pro Series comps. Mm-hmm. Because a Pro Series comp compared to a dr- uh, grassroots comp, they were always on us. Like, it was no lie. Nezzy was always messaging us saying, you know, some stuff. I'm not going to say this, but... He was saying some stuff to downplay us, saying yeah. that we never had a chance, we never were going to make it, and stuff like that. Um, we hosted that comp for nine months, ultimately ending the Horizon comp for FM7 at the time. So when FM7 came out, we had a envision to start there, and that's where FHDL, um, the owner of T-Dub yep. at that time, started. 
I think that's where he blew up in the horizon scene after Drift Wars and Drift Royals got on FM7. Yep. I'm not I'm not too fond of where he went from that competition for because I was mainly focused on FM7 at that time. Yeah. Um we had a plan to do Force Motorsport 7 until Horizon 4 came out. Unfortunately, it went south. Like it went 110% south. Nowhere that I could understand where it went. Yeah. Um, I had the team leader, uh, Savage, host these events for the time being because my interest was never into a motorsport game. Yeah. I never was fond of a, a of a motorsport game. I mean, motorsport games compared to Horizon games, it's like here's an arcade game to here's a simulation game. Yeah, yeah. So here's here's your here's your turntable here. So. <laughs> So Savage hosted the DR for two months and it ended up and it ended due to him being overworked and just didn't want to deal with the situation yeah. uh, those days of FM7. So basically he said he didn't want to deal with the drama or the toxicity or anything like that. But I had to strive to keep my head up, push on and wait until Horizon 4 just constantly thinking in my mind man how am i going to fix this how am i going to fix this mistake i don't know where to go you know you know those months the downfall of drift royals was the worst for me it it went from 115 signups to 32 Mm. i mean it it's a big number of drop like it it's not right to host the season which is 12 months yeah and just drop it on season two or round two. Yeah. And people like the competition. Don't get me wrong, but it ended it like what Savage did. Yeah. Was treacherous for the grassroots drifting league at the time. Like everybody was like, oh, cool. We got a dra- grassroots drifting league and FM7. Then it just all dropped. And, you know, the, yeah. the, the reputation was like, oh, well, we had one. So. So he wanted to do the full season at the time, but we were facing many competitions. ESDA. ESDA is the top reigning comp on FM7. I give them props. Uh, They're Mm. probably going to move to FM8. SSR was Street Style Reborn. Drift Wars was going to go on FM7. Um, Ultimately, they had to drop their comp from FM7 and outrun. Uh, Those were the four main comps on FM7. When we first switched over um and they were all phenomenal uh i didn't see what drift wars had planned but i knew what esda ssr and outrun had planned um he ultimately fell like we had no chance against them like no chance against those four competitions a grassroots comp competing with these four comps ain't no ain't no way we can (laughs) do anything so so horizon 4 came out in 2018 I was here mm-hmm. to prove again that DR was a competition to look out for. So the first two months was just literal, just hell for me. Um, mm-hmm. Like I was getting ridiculed and manipulated to host a competition I didn't want in that way. I was yeah. always critiqued and I was told I was never going to appeal to motorsport drivers. So at that time, motorsport would never go on horizon. When when Horizon always came out, no motorsport driver ever touched Horizon because they felt like it was too arcadey, it was too easy, it was too this or that. 
So at that mm. time, when coming to Horizon 4, get ridiculed like that, I was always getting tore down over and over again by the leader of DR. You know, yeah. getting tear down like that, trying to uh, trying to establish a comp for people to have something on Horizon 4 to go to is like you getting just cut over and over again, but trying to appeal to everybody else. Yeah, yeah. So, um... So I left the team. I uh, I left DR and rebranded to Envious. Uh, this was the yeah. first of two major rebrands. I did it out of spite. Um, I wanted to prove that I didn't need DR at, to help run this event. It wasn't it wasn't the nicest thing to do. I regret it now. I I didn't really rationalize what the outcome would be. I thought it. I thought and talked it over with a lot of p- people to rename the competition to GCDS, Grassroot Competition Drift Scene. Unfortunately, yeah. I couldn't name it that because it was too long. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram wouldn't let me do it. So um, yeah. I was, we we all liked the name of GCS. Uh, I thought it would ruin everything. You know, changing the name twice within one whole season of an event. Yeah could ruin everything it could do what what it could ultimately do is is a good and a bad for a rebrand so i worked and dreamed of changing the name again well making that change was the best decision ever i have had nothing but compliments and good-minded people say that this was the right decision to make working daily to improve gcs I started looking into ways I could stand out from others. I told myself prize winning was a rare commodity at this time that no other comp that I've looked into was providing this 11 rounds in. I got a major breakthrough, like major, like I wouldn't see this happening at all. Um, TSC team slide culture finally signed up for my comp. Now, if you don't yep. know who TSC is, they're a top name brand team of Forza Motorsport 7. This was the breakthrough I really wanted. I finally appealed to FM7 people. Finally, yeah. a Horizon comp appealed to <laughs> Motorsport people. I thought yeah. I thought in every season I, that I wouldn't, that this comp really was a phenomenal blast. I just couldn't believe that what I succeeded in that no other Horizon comp at that time couldn't. I, I could not believe I appealed to FN7 people. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I've now hosted GCS for over a year and a half, seeing phenomenal people and teams of many variety and the drifting skill that has been shown as a competition thus far. Thanks to Carnage, a lot of the time, I just wanted to quit. Or had something on my mind. And this guy was always here for me. Like I've wanted to quit this competition. About eight times. I've, mm. I've Regardless of everything else. Carnage was always there. To be like uh, what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> and he would always talk to me. Like I would be like alright look Carnage. This is what I'm thinking of. And he would he would yeah. just set it straight. You know. And that's yeah. where we are now. Like um. I'll get to where we're going towards uh, here in a second, but yeah, yeah. thanks to Carnage, he he 
he established this comp with me, and he doesn't think so, but he did. So, <laughs> well, I think that's what like any comp, um, because obviously being a business, we get you know, I like we personally like to try and help um, comps out, and um, sort of been struggling. We sort of hit with Corona, so it's um obviously I made as many sales lately, but um, yeah, we get hit. Well, for a while there, we're getting hit with a lot of new comps popping up, and I don't think people realise um, how much work goes into it. Like, we'll talk a, bit, a little bit later, but yeah, it takes a lot of good people. Like I've had a little bit with um, D1 battles with Luke, and um, yeah, it's just crazy <laughs> the work that goes into them, and and then yeah, you got obviously dealing with people, and um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. But you're saying you had. 115 sign-ups, like roughly, to, and then it dropped down. Is that sort of the numbers you're getting now, or has it, the scene changed a bit from then? So, so ever since I started GCS, the first ever event was an exhibition event. So, yeah. if you don't know what an exhibition event is, it's basically a test comp, just saying, hey, here, mm. here we are to see if the specs work. Um, back in Horizon 3, I kind of used the same specs that we use now. But I never implemented the, you know, minimum, maximum, here's the tire, uh, you know, width, minimum, and maximum. We never yeah. implemented that. Um, but I still followed the same rules. So when we came over to Horizon 4, I had 115 signups. Yeah. Uh, straight off the bat. Um, you know, mm. it gradually decreased, but then, you know, it would increase and decrease and increase. But my... <laughs> My biggest comp ever was 250. I'm not going to lie. Jeez. 250 <laughs> people. Um, yeah. That's when when the motorsport guys came in. That's when the yeah, track yeah. full of, you know, do it for Dale, as we call it, the, the season yeah. for do it for Dale happened. You know, all the people who were in top 32, they, they lined their cars up and put, freaking do it for day on their cars and i couldn't stop it yeah. they all put number threes on their car and you know to yeah. this day i i still have that fun memory so yeah yeah no it's pretty cool like um yeah no it's i think it depends with the games too like when new stuff happens new cars are released it's sort of i think people sort of i don't know that's what i say anyway that you know people just get bored of it and practicing they're sort of you know the same streets and when a new game comes out it seems to fire all up again and um like just had that car extra for racing so it's like instagram's just buzzing again you know like it's um yeah so i think it's it'd be cool to see the new game i think it's about time a new game come out but i guess we'll see <laughs> but um right. the so you sort of touched on your car spec so the, did you have to change much sort of back then to transitioning into four so after the five years of hosting this comp i've had to change five times now yeah. five times is a lot and i mean just be mindful it's <laughs> once per year so it's it's a lot yeah. um but it was due to community feedback like i said i yeah. always listen to people i i always listen to people that's who runs in my comp that's who you know pushes my comp to the end i never once to this day had a community decision that I just didn't talk over and say that was wrong. I 
I at least discuss it for at least two weeks with myself and be like, all right, is that a good recommendation? So the first mm. ever change that we had to implement was Gap. I got critiqued to the max when I went on Horizon 4 and had skill. <laughs> so we based our comp off of 25 points, and I'll talk to this in detail here in a second. But it was 25 points for four categories. So it was line, angle, style, then, yep. you know, commitment. So people were like, why don't you have gap? So yeah. I'm like, well, I just don't feel like people should gap people. I, I felt like yeah. it takes a good drifter to control their card enough to where they could have a style aspect. If you could kick your car out, do a backwards entry, and get into a turn and maintain that line, all yeah. t- all is well. Like you are, right, you proved your point. Like, sorry, you proved <laughs> your point. <laughs> so that was the first overall change I had to implement. Get people did not like that. People did not mm. at all like that. Um, the second change was to A class cars only. At first, I was I was running S one. Uh, I thought to myself, well, why are we running S one? Because S1 at the time, you can manipulate your PI level, which your PI level was your performance index. So the three numbers beside the S1 class. So you can manipulate that and run street tires. And yes, I know the difference between street and stocks. Uh, Just going in drone, telling people to turn their, their wheels to the right or left, you can tell the texture from stock tires and street tires. I would yeah, I would tell you there were many zeros, many zeros of people just off spec. Like I would just yeah. go in, put a zero, and be like next. Um, <laughs> now, now I was kind of uh, you know, you know, someone not to mess with. If you showed up to my competition out of spec, I would run you twice. Yeah, then just put a zero. I, I, you're you wasting my time. I'm gonna waste yours. You know, yeah. so. Uh, the yeah, third change was to implement. Much. Yeah, the third change was to implement tire to weight, uh, tire to weight ratio. Yep. To even out the cars. So I had mm. many complaints of wheel drivers were faster than the controller drivers. I still get that to this day. I'll explain why I never changed this. Um, but it didn't work at all. Like I tried my best to implement it, but, but. I, it just wouldn't work. It it just mm. wouldn't. I you have RX seven S thirteens that are mainly used in my competition. Um, S thirteens S fourteen is mainly used, but the problem with the S uh the S fifteen and RX seven they're always fast cars. They're they're yeah. people run those because they're fast and they're easy to tune, regardless of anything mm. else. Um, but it just didn't work. So the last change was to revert back to the specs we have now um you know the regular specs that we've always used the a-class front engine race roll cage minimum of 380 maximum of 550 stock tires 235 minimum and 275 maximum of the tires the reason Mm -hmm. why we did not implement a tire to weight due to people regarding the wheel was too fast 
I always thought to myself, if you bought a wheel today and used it, would you try to, you know, lower your speed just to be like, well, I spent this $450 on a wheel. (laughs) Why can't I use it to my full potential? So I'm like, I've had people that use controllers to this day, like Junior Charo. Junior Charo is part of TSC. He is the mm-hmm. fastest controller driver that I've ever seen. I'm regardless <laughs> of everybody else. That's who I've seen. Now he can keep yeah. up with a wheel driver. If he can keep up with a wheel driver, there's no excuse. There's none. Mm. There, there isn't any. It's just you have to tune to make your car faster than what it is now. My S15, mm. my S15 can't keep up with wheel drivers, but I tune my car to get style not yeah. speed but yeah. it can have speed when it wants to yeah yeah no that's that's my problem and i because i well especially lately i don't get time to play any games much you know um so i you know i'm not up to date with all the tuning and and yeah i'm the same i always you know trying to show backies and <laughs> all that sort of stuff and yeah i'll hop in a lobby with someone and <laughs> all like the team or something like that and I'm just like getting gapped hard <laughs> so, yeah is there um is there any particular car you like is that is your uh, get a favorite car well my s15 uh everybody mm. knows s15 is bay around me because yeah I've I've tuned that for now nine months and yeah. that car yeah, no, is phenomenal. I'm I'm sorry, <laughs> I've spent so much time on that car alone that the car yeah. does the drifting by itself. I don't even have to touch my controller. It if it wants to turn, it turns. <laughs> All right, that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, so it's funny how you sort of um touched on the that wheel controller. Like, um, I'm sort of again referring to what's most comp I've had time around stealing battles and. Yeah, it's sort of, I think some of the style, like, I hate when you go and drift with someone and, like, I don't know, I don't know if it's changed since back then, but it just seems like everyone wants speed. Like, you go on a track, even with this new um, Car X game, like, everyone's just, like, gripping everything up. <laughs> just, you know, they're, like, almost totally straight. Like, um, so, it's, yeah, it's good to see that. You sort of tried to implement the angle, I guess. Do you sort of run tracks to keep? Is that sort of something you, when you design tracks? I guess, like you said, do you get feedback, but is it something you try and maintain to make sure there's not too much speed in the track? Or So I'm going to break it down to two groups. We have tandem drifters and we have competition drifters. There's always going to be mm-hmm. two different people. Um, people, uh, people who like to tandem, which are the slow boys that get door to door, but you have your competition drifters that can do the same, but they're in it for speed. They could, they could do both. They could do tandem drifting and competition drifting. I've never seen a tandem drifter go to the competition and be fast. I've I've never seen it because they're always running slow. Mm. I didn't intend all my tracks to be speed. Now, yeah. My, my specs alone, controller drivers can't keep up with wheels. And every track that I've ran, you can't keep up with a wheel. Regardless of, yes, they might have an upper hand because they're on a wheel. But there's a thing mm. called stick rolling. 
Uh, if you don't know what stick rolling is, it's where you push your analog stick up and roll the stick from left to right to where you're not as twitchy anymore. You're not going left and right. And as when you go left and right, it slows down, it slows down your speed when you flick it. Yeah. So when, when a wheel driver locks angle and he's getting constant angle, he's not slowing down. If you have a controller yeah. roller doing the same thing, you're not losing speed. But if you have that one guy not controller rolling, he, he gets gapped on every time. It's not, it's nothing that we can do about it. It's it's something that you have to go to someone and be like, like me in, in this case. I had to go to Junior Charo and be like, all right, look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to get gapped on this whole time. I'm, I'm like, man, I've, I've been controller flicking my whole life, and you're over here just yeah. keeping up with wheel drivers. I need to know what <laughs> you're doing. <laughs> so mm. it took me about a month and a half to figure out how to control the roll, but now it's like, you know, it's night and day. Like I go faster throughout the, you know, course. I keep up with people when I want to keep up with people. But it's just yeah. he said, she said now. So yeah. Do you think if you um ever got enough like wheel drivers and con- controller drivers, you'd separate it, or do you think you just always keep it how it is now? Um, if I ever had that, I still wouldn't separate them. I'm sorry, but. Yeah. There's no reason. If you could give me a valid reason to separate the two, then I might um, separate them. But people don't know that I know FM7 people that use controller like TDR Key for the longest time. And he was the leader of TDR after Savage left. Um, He used the controller on ESDA and he was phenomenal with the controller. Nobody knew he was on controller. So why have <laughs> yeah. it to where we have to separate the tr- uh, the two? I mean, that yeah. just means more work on my behalf. Now I have to mm-hmm. explain why controller people get their own comp and wheel drivers get their own comp. It, it just doesn't yeah. make sense. It, it, it just, it doesn't. So that's just like going back to my original point. If you bought a wheel today, and you compete in a comp, would you like to be restricted because you bought a wheel? Yeah. yeah. No, it's cool to see the um, cool to see aspect. Like, um, I guess, yeah, so something I see up in, you know, Discord and stuff come up a few times. But I think there's actually a, um, someone made a video on YouTube, I think, how to um, stick roll. But, yeah, so um, I sort of wanted to get – I love, I guess, from the aspect how I said before, I get – offered a lot of people um, come to us for, you know, sponsorships or something and for new comps. And um, we're sort of always spectacle because, you know, we'll put our name to the comp and then I don't think they realise like, how, how much it takes to run a comp. Um, you know, there's a lot of, I guess, you sacrifice a few days. But so how, how many people do you run your comp with? Is it just yourself or do you have other people helping you? So that's a great question. Uh, I would say my entire Discord runs it. So, yeah. meaning that uh, what the community wants is what I listen to and abide by them. I wouldn't really be here if it wasn't for those people like who told me I was making mistakes and to improve on them. Like, you're making this mistake. You need to improve on this. You need to improve on this. You need to improve on this. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't yeah. for everybody in my Discord. Like, regardless if I'm the only one running it 
and my three judges are alongside <laughs> me. But they're the ones that, that push me and be like, all right, you're making this mistake wrong. You need to fix it. And I'll be like, oh, snap. Okay, maybe I need to fix it. So, yeah. I mean, GCS has four people that run it. Ultimately, it's me yeah. and three judges. Um, I'm not going to critique on the judges because I pay my judges. I'm not going to unveil their names because I want to keep them in secret. That's why I pay them, <laughs> and that's it. Um, yeah. Ultimately, they didn't decide the time and effort that we were looking for. I mainly do it all the hard work for every driver to compete in this competition. So all all the sign-up sheets, all the tracks, all the promotions on Instagram, all the all the, you know, just running the track over and over again to practice with them. You know, I go yeah. into I go into sessions and be like, "All right, this is what you're looking for. This is what you do." Yeah. I do that. Yeah. And you know, it just some people don't think I do don't do that, but you know, on the beat, you know, back half of things, you just don't know what goes into a comp until you realize that you've started a comp. Yeah. No, it's cool to say that. Um, I think that's a big thing that, um, like new people starting up comps, they don't sort of look for feedback. I guess I've seen some that. I don't know, but I think some of them, obviously, a lot of them started for in a team or something. I started a team comp, and some do well. Like, there's a few out there that do all right, but, yeah, there's a lot that just, I guess they just do what the team wants or what that person wants. So I think it's a great part to right. be getting everyone's feedback. But um, so how much time would you say you have to sort of sacrifice to run the comp? So me running it by myself, I would say three to four weeks. Yep. Now, yes, that's a long time, a long time <laughs> that I have to dedicate to this comp. Yeah. But, but it also helps the drivers because it helps the drivers have a heads up how much time they have to dedicate themselves into the custom track that I make for the competition. So if three to four weeks, if I release a custom track, you don't know the custom track. You have at least that amount of time mm-hmm. from me getting everything ready releasing the track like third day third day i'm into it and now you have those amount of weeks to prepare yourself because it's a track that you normally don't see you have to learn the clipping points you have to learn the line to run you know you have to learn certain aspects that you never learned before so it it, you know you you get a benefit and a you know not a benefit because it takes long but it's for the people it's not for me it's for you it's so you guys can you know come in my comp already prepared then when you come up and qualify you know what to do you know you're you're set on the track you know what to do and you just go so i use uh i use people who ultimately help uh ultimately help a lot with tracks to make sure they're good and people can drift and tandem on set tracks. So I use, I would say I would use like six people in my Discord. I'm not going to unveil their names, but they know who they are. <laughs> to 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 run a track and be like, all right, is this track something that we can run? They say yes or no, and this is how we can change it. And yes, I'm a hard head. I'll be like, eh, 
I don't know. <laughs> so it's like if we can't come up with a good track, I always revert to something that we've done in the past. And you know, it's not a bad thing to go to another track in the past. It's not. It's just you know, it gives me more time to come up with a custom track. You mm-hmm. know, um. Another reason why it takes so long is I like to answer any questions and concerns about the track, you know, et cetera, like when qualifying happens, you know, or when is the date? I get those questions all the time, but I'd be like, look, it's on Instagram. It's, <laughs> it's in <laughs> you know, I have those people, you know, but you have to have the right mindset. You, you know, people don't understand that, you know, as a competition host, you, you get these certain questions that you'd be like, dude, it's dude, it's right here. Like <laughs> you just have to, you just have to go abide it. You know, you'd be like, it's like a customer service job. Like, if you ever worked in customer service, the customer's always right. So yeah, we, yeah. they'll be like, oh, when is this? Oh, well, it's it's here and here on this date. Here's the track. Here's where you have to sign up, and just end it. You know, yeah. Um, you know. When qualifying happens, I dedicate eight hours on Sunday, uh, Saturday alone to have as many people run as possible. Now, that's a lot of time that people – I've never seen a cop run for eight hours straight waiting on people to come home. <laughs> yeah. Waiting on people to come home so I can get as many people to run as possible. Yeah. Um, that's just because I know people work. I know people have the – you know – you know the the not the time to do it, and they'll be like, "Well, I can't make it during this time." That's why I'm be like, "All right, you have eight hours to show up. Hmm. Here you go. Here's the time that I'll start. Here's the time that I'll end." And I've I've got really good feedback on that. You know, um, um, Sundays is another uh comp uh comp qualifying day, so I run it on Saturdays and Sundays. So if you can't make it on Saturday, I do it a Sunday. Um, I did to keep four hours on Sunday alone to qualify people that wasn't there for Saturday. Yeah. You know, that's that's a lot of time within <laughs> two days to run a comp. You know, yeah. Um, the event day, I would say, I would say fifteen minutes. Event day is the worst for me because I always wake up late. I don't know why. <laughs> it's just me. I'd be like, I set my time for like. 10 15 and it starts at 10 30 i'll be like man i don't want to do this right now (laughs) (laughs) so i would say about like 15 minutes to set up the event but the competition usually lasts two hours because i i pay my judges to look for what i look for so it Mm -hmm. it just goes constant battle after battle sometimes you know you have forces lovely game that you know if it works right it's two hours but if it doesn't it lasts four yeah but you know you just work around that you know you know you'll be like all right i had this one guy have connection issues for the whole day i'll be like look if you lag out one more time i just have to disqualify (laughs) you like i can't sit here and just sit here like i gotta keep going you know Mm -hmm. when when you're hosting the comp you have to keep going because people are waiting People yeah. are spending their time waiting. So if you have someone that takes hours constantly lagging out, you have to do something. You mm-hmm. have to be like, look, you if you lag out one more time or if you if you lag during the run, I, I gotta call it. Like I gotta yeah. keep moving. So people don't realize that, but that it takes drastic effect in a lot of events. Yeah. No, the I think it's yeah, I've 
been, I haven't done many comps myself, but I have been in comps where it's just dragged on and on. And <laughs> like it's, you know, like, cause being in Australia, some comps, you know, that obviously it's probably night time where we are to where it's run. And, um, yeah, it's sort of, I guess it puts you off that comp, but is there any, anything you do during comp to any tips that you can say that, you know, help it run quicker and smooth? So what I tell myself anytime that I run a comp is we're all people. We have something to do. Um, I would like to end it as soon as possible because I want to go, you know, hang out with my friends or, you know, drive around or do something, you know? Yeah. So I, I just imagine it as like, look, everybody has something to do after this. Like, regardless of the situation, they might not have something to do. But qualifying, if you ever see my qualifying, it's you're up, let's go, two runs, go. You're up, go, two runs. You're up, go, two runs. And it's just constant. Like, here, 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 here. And, you know, I just go down the list of who's available. You know, by the time, you know, I realize that I've ran through, like, 70 people, I'll be like, oh, okay. (laughs) So it's it's just just be in a mind frame of yeah you're gonna spend a lot of time trying to you know get yourself straight running a comp just fluid it's gonna take some time for you to figure that out mm. yeah, but when you figure it out it's it's easy at that yeah. point it's very easy because now you can be like all right this is how we can do it let's do it this way and perfect it. And once mm. you perfect it over and over again, it gets easier and easier and to the point where now if if we did a year one round five, it was here, 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 here. Go, 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 go. All right, we're done. <laughs> like It just doesn't take time at all. It's now you just perfecting your comp until another game comes out. Yeah, no, that's cool. So um, another thing I want to sort of touch on as well with you, time zones like i just said that you know i've been to comps that you've had to stay up till <laughs> like three in the morning or something and i guess that's you're gonna have to do that anywhere like um for some comps but is there a time zone like a time zone you generally choose to try and suit everyone around the world or so this is what i look for and i advise this to any comp you go off of who signs up regardless of anything else so if yeah. your major signups are in america or if your major signups are in Australia or somewhere, you know, in another time zone, go off of that time zone because you want to appeal to most people. Yeah. Then, then I'm sorry, but to forget about that one person in Australia, if it's America, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, but that's how it is. It's, it's, you're trying to appeal to the crowd, not that one person that you'll be like, I've tried that. I've, I've literally tried appealing to that one person but it always backfired on me it it always did but i would go from who your major brand is and kind of work trying to get that one person in that's why on saturdays i'd be like eight hours eight hours gives enough time to you know have that one person be like i could make it yeah yeah, yeah. I guess you can judge it. Um, judge around with work or school or like eight hours. Like you said, it's a big length of time. Right. Yeah. Um. So I sort of wanted to. Um. I guess when you go into a comp and you're new, like you're not sure what judges are looking for or 
how it's judged. I was wondering if you'd be able to sort of break it down a bit on how you guys judge and what sort of expected. Yeah, yeah. So um, my judging um, for GTS um, is something that I've worked on for five years. I don't know if many comps do this, but this is how my judges score. My judges score off of a 100 points basis. The, the scoring will be to determined by a line judge, an angle judge, and a style judge. So those three judges score off of a 30-point basis. So they all be like, all right, well, line be, uh, will be like, uh, well, did he do this line right? You know, angle will be like, all right, did he produce enough angle to get 30 points? Style will be like, um, you know... Did he throw the car the way he wanted to? You know, the way I wanted him to throw the car. You know, mm. so I implemented a gap for 10 points. So there's your gap point. So you still have the style aspect, but gap is still there. Yeah. So style is more heavily punched than than gap. Um, how line judges break it down is drivers will be judged. On the line given by the, the the video creator on the track, you know the line judge will be looking for you to run a proper line while hitting the outside zones and inner clipping points. Touching goes for only certain courses, but also may be implemented if needed. So line judges, a we release a video. I run the track. I expect you to run that same line that I ran. Mm-hmm. So you you kind of mimic the line so you you imagine me as a ghost and you follow the ghost and that's the line judge angle is pretty self-explanatory drivers will be judged on their ability to hold angle throughout the course the more angle you can maintain while running your proper line the better you know that's angle so the more angle you get the more points you get uh style judge they break it down into two um Initiate uh, initiation initiation on corners quickly get into the desired angle and corrections on initiation fluidity the smooth rotation steering transitions lock to lock angle the angle between the start of the transition and the end of it basically how smooth do you run the course so initiation so as soon as you initiate to the first corner if you backwards entry the first corner the more points you get mm-hmm. The more angle, the more the more you throw a car, and and be able to adapt to that, the more points you'll get. Smoothness, fluidity, basically how smooth you look from initiation to that first outer or inner clipping point. Um, gap is pretty self-explanatory. Gap is implemented on how much car length is between. The follow driver and the lead driver out of 10 points. Mm-hmm. Um, when we go into tandem battles, now tandem battles are a different story. Uh, that was all qualifying, or what we look for qualifying. Tandem battles is a whole different story. So we have three judges um, judging something way different from anything else um, style, angle, and line. Then you have to do gap again, you know. Um, on qualifying, we do commitment instead of gap, so you get a hundred points. Yeah. Um. 
So in tandem battles, this is where gap gets implemented. Um, basically, basically, um, each judge is responsible for 10 points on the follow and 10 points on a lead. So you have 20, 40, 60, 80, then you have 20 points for gap, you know? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> the driver with the highest score wins. If the judges vote for one more time, the two drivers will, will begin another two-run battle. Yeah. Judges are allowed to call multiple one more times back-to-back. Um, in my competition, passing is allowed. Passing is not a must, but it's legal <laughs> for the chase driver to pass if the lead is offline or completely off course. The chase driver can only make a pass on an inside clipping point, not an outside, an inside. Um, because outside clipping points, you have to kind of, you know, it's easy to pass on one on outside clipping point, you know, yeah. inside, if you could pass on an inside, okay, we, we can establish that. Okay. <laughs> the pass has to be clean. No collision should be allowed during the pass. This will fall on the following driver. Once the following driver has passed the lead driver, the battle continues with the chase being lead and vice versa. Yeah. So, um, so pretty self-explanatory style judge. A zero to ten is below average. Eleven to twenty is average. Twenty-one to thirty is above average. That consists of the line judge and angle judge. Mm-hmm. Um, the line judge, if you hit zero to two clipping points, it's a zero to fifteen points. Hitting three to four clipping points is sixteen to twenty-five. All clipping points are twenty twenty-six to thirty-five. You know, the points vary on how far for they are from the clipping points. Mm-hmm. Um, we we do implement redos um, since Horizon is a virtual game. Um, lag during run. So if you lag during any run, we recall it. So yeah. if we see you skip, uh, no, <laughs> we're running you back. Um, yeah. If the driver stops before the first corner, we do a first corner restart. You only get one. Yeah. So if you're the driver and you'd be like, I don't think I can make that outside clipping point, or I don't think I can make the inside clipping point, you can stop and be like, all right, one more, uh, like, I need a first corner restart. So yeah. we'll run you back. Um, other drivers and judges talking during your run will result in a redo. I hate people <laughs> talking during a run. I'm yeah. sorry, but when I competed, <laughs> I always hated it because I couldn't focus. Yeah. Like someone talking, talking, talking. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Hmm. I, I, I could always mess up. Um, the following will not result in a redo. So we got two that um, that won't result in a redo. So if your wheel, I've had this before. If your wheel <laughs> fail, uh, you know, if your wheel doesn't, you know, turn properly because the belt malfunction or something like that. I've yeah. had this happen in my competition. I forgot what happened exactly. But if it just stops mid-run and you're like, crap, <laughs> there's no going back. If your controller disconnects in the middle of the run, there's no yeah. angle, no going back because it's user error. It's yeah. You should have known your controller was dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, I spin out on the course. So if you rotate, if you rotate and you spin out, 
there's no redo. There, there's no ah, oh, it's fun out. I, I'm sorry, yeah. no, it's no. <laughs> let's stop <laughs> someone. Let's run it where you're the follow driver. You know. Hmm. You know that's cool. That's um, uh, it's cool to see like hear the breakdown. Like um, I've been to a couple of sort of just not official comps, just sort of like a on the spot comp. And yeah, I hate you go to a comp and you just don't know what they're looking for. Like. They don't really explain the, um, the, you know, some comps obviously want different lines and judge different things, you know, so like passing and some people do it, some people like it, some people don't. But is there um, somewhere, do you have something on your Discord or something that people can sort of look up like specs and stuff like that? Yeah, all in my Discord if you join. Uh, I do have a rule book where you can see the breakdown of how we judge um, mm-hmm. and how each judge it breaks it down. Like it's it's basically, uh, I would say, a 10-page breakdown of what we do yeah. for judging. Um, specs is in its own little bracket. It's nothing that has to appeal to what judges do. That's more on my behalf, so I know that people are in spec. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Um, <clears throat> sorry, <laughs> still early morning. <laughs> um, yeah, so you obviously got to deal with a lot of people. Um, you know, like you said, you've had a hundred. What was it twenty sign-ups or whatever it was? Two hundred. <laughs> um, so you're dealing with like all sorts of different people. You know, so some people are more serious, and you know, dealing with little kids. One right. thing I've always hated with a passion is toxic people like I don't know, I guess who doesn't but um, right yeah, like um especially I guess like with young kids they sort of you know not really mature enough to be able to handle it right. is there a way you sort of um deal with it in the comp like um to I guess not inflame it and you know still keep so you could just like, act professional still, I guess you can't just tell them to F off. <laughs> right, right. So just like I said, just treat it as like a customer service job, you know. Yeah. With anyone with a problem, I explain the situation to them. I'd be like, I right, here's a situation at hand and say, Hey, come back. We're here for the competition. We're not mm. here to be competitive. We're here to have fun. I know yeah. it's a competition for money, but regardless of that, it's where you can come to have fun. It, period. Um, yeah. Another way I deal with those type of people is putting them in my shoes. Yeah. I tell them it's not easy to run a comp. It isn't really. It really isn't. You know. I say, all right. Well, I I I commend you on coming to me, but here's what what I put you through. All right. You get seventy five messages a day. You get three weeks of regardless time that you have to spend in this comp. Mm-hmm. And then you have a person like you coming in telling me how to run a comp and critique <laughs> me. Yeah. So I say, I say, all right, go run a comp and tell me how you did for your first month. Then come back yeah. and tell me if you really think you need to come at me like that. Yeah. No, that's cool. No, it's, um, and I guess a lot of, I don't know, that's, I guess my, that's just my view as well, not feeding it. Like, um, I guess that right there is a good answer. Like, there's nothing they can really, they can't, because, you, you know, you see on Instagram posts and Facebook and all that sort of stuff, but 
you know, there's just like a big fight. You're just back and forth, back and forth. You're not really accomplishing right. anything. <laughs> but I guess, yeah, like that right there, that, that's a good thing to say because there's nothing they can really, you know, <laughs> what can I say? Right. Yeah, I'll, and, I'll, I'll go do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and lastly, like, if it becomes a persistent problem and I just, like, I'm like, man, this is too much, yeah. I never handle things in Discord. I never handle things in public. I don't. I don't go on Instagram grogging about a team. I don't. I I I sit here and be like, all right, then let's settle it on the track. Yeah. Let's see who who's better. Because I'm not the guy to battle people. Because I have nothing else to prove. I don't. Yeah. Many people know I don't compete in competitions because I do not have nothing else to prove. I yeah. I've been through the competition scene. I've retired my competition days a long time ago. I've I've had battles where it went back and forth. Um, but you know, all that, you know, many people don't know who I am, but many people do. Mm. And, you know, I'd rather it be on the track than out in public. Yeah. Let's see who's in the right by battling it out, then move on. If you beat Mm. me, oh well. (laughs) We can boast about it all you want because I don't have nothing else to prove. Boast about it. What am I gonna be mad because you beat someone that's been hanged up for four years now? Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny some of the, some of the arguments that happen. You're like, oh, just hitting yourself in the head. But <laughs> right. Um, so when there's a comp on, is there? Do you stream your comps? Like, can you? I'll just fans watch it. Yeah, we stream the comps over on Twitch. Uh, the stream isn't the best in the world, but I still stream it uh, for entertainment. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not. You know, top of the line, here's what it is. You know, as yeah. many people don't know, I started on Xbox. I just streamed only on Xbox. Mm. That's it. That's all I had. Yeah. Running this comp with the Xbox and a phone. <laughs> That's it. I, I don't yeah. know how I made it this far. <laughs> so, yeah. you yeah. know, um, it, you know, I'm in it to find phenomenal people to drift and hang out with, regardless of me streaming the comps. I get yeah. new consistent people on Discord that just want to just chill. I, yeah. Like in my Discord, you have competitors and you have drivers. You have people who want to compete, but people who just want to just hang out with the people who want to compete. Mm. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's um, yeah, you do. You meet. That's the one thing I love about gaming too. Yeah, you get to meet so many different people. Like, you know, there's. Like now, there's not many, many um chances I get to just chat with someone in America, you know, or, you know, like it's um it's cool to see that sort of stuff. But um, so doing with going on people, you sort of um, you know, like you said, you hang out with people. You do a bit of uh, teaching and drifting as well. Yeah, um, I'm gonna talk on behalf of like how I teach people. So mm-hmm. I've I've taught many drifters of Forza. Um, some more respectful of others. I, I could give you two examples of how I taught people. Um, there was this guy named It's Corio. Um, this was a driver from the team of DR. He was new to drifting. We taught him the basis of drifting on Horizon 3. Um, to improve his tandem skill, I did what we called the tree trick. Now, everybody knows if you drifted back at me on Horizon 3... You never take an inside line on me because I would put you in a tree. 
<laughs> um, so if you don't know what a tree trick is, it's it's where you run a track called the inside eight. We were mm-hmm. we had an outer zone into an inside clipping point. So we're we're going into an outer zone into an inside clipping point, and it's kind of a hairpin turn. So I I swung my car all the way out to where I intentionally dropped the tire to where he went super inside. Um, basically, I dipped in and cut him off to put him into his tree. But this ultimately made him upset. I called him Paul for the longest time. Was he unhappy? Yes. Did he learn? Yes. Because now you learn to back off. You learn to give the driver enough room to where if he goes into that inside dip, you can at least back off and push his car out without spitting him so you have enough room to fit your car in. Yeah. So you can you can manipulate that, you know. But he is the one one of the most dedicated people that I've taught. Uh, you know, he, he, after that point, he stayed dedicated. I think he runs a cop on a, a mobile game. I forgot what kind of mobile game, but, um, he now runs a cop. I, I'm going to help him out a little bit because I've had some experience, but he ultimately looks up to me and, you know, you know, it's just vice versa, you know, as long as he has dedication, I'll be there for him. As long as he looks up to me, I'll be here for him, you know? (laughs) So that's that's one of the examples. That's my disrespectful way of, you know, teaching someone because I teach you in a way of disrespect, but you learn ultimately, you know, you, we got to learn somehow, you know, you know, the next example is a guy known as Rinchen. Most people know him. I know you know him. Um, He's a Twitch streamer. I think he streams now on YouTube. Um. Yeah. Now, this guy didn't get the wrath of teaching that Corey has to deal with. This guy met him on a stream. I joined to see what I was up against. So, as many people know, um, I kind of stream snipe people just to see what, what I can do to help them out. Many yeah. people don't know that. I do that a lot. I do that constantly, you know. <laughs> um, this guy, at first, I tell you, wasn't the best. He wasn't, I, I mean, he was making mistake after mistake. And I was like, I was getting frustrated. I was like, man, <laughs> I was like, but, but he stayed in it. I, I watched him for 40 minutes to an hour before I actually talked in the stream. I said, all right, I'm done watching it. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to fix it. All right. I talked with this guy for a few. I saw a lot of potential in him. You know, I came in and did what I do best. I taught a guy that I respected for just trying to drift, just trying, just just trying to drift, just respect. Like, as long as you put in the effort, you're trying your best to drift, I'll come in and help you. Um, I gave him an S15 tune and showed him one of the most, uh, one of the GCS tracks and guided him to where he got so used to this S15. I tell you guys... This guy was dedicated. He took my S15 tune and got so used to it that, oh, I don't, it was like night and day, like from one 
one instance to another, he was so bad that bad is like you couldn't imagine he getting worse. <laughs> then he gets my S15 tune, and it's like wow. And I mean, to this point, like he strived to get better, like stream after stream after stream with my S15 tune. Um, I give all my people who I teach a tune that I rock with, that I've tuned myself. Hmm. You know, he dedicated almost all his time trying to figure out that S15 tune. Eventually, he entered a GCS event. I told him to. I was like, well, look, I can only teach you what judges look for. This is what judges look for. This is how you can manipulate high points into, you know, a competition. So he came in, he didn't do too hot. You know, for most people, your first comp, and I can I can tell you this to all people, you're 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 so antsy. <laughs> you're you don't know what you're thinking. Oh, why am I here? Why oh I hope I do good. I hope I do this. I hope I do that. But ultimately mm. you're thinking in your mind like, oh, this is gonna be bad. This is gonna be bad. But that's for everybody. Everybody comes in their first comp, don't know what to do, and they're thinking things that you know most people shouldn't. You know, yeah. Um, but he didn't do too hot in the first competition, and who doesn't? You know, his second, yeah. uh, you know, his second comp got better, but it he couldn't make it. Like uh, he got in the top thirty-two, but unfortunately, because I host mine on Saturday between times that he can't make it, he couldn't make it. You know, this is where he stands now. Four months, regard four months after putting, you know, so much effort into drifting, you know, pure elegant energy, energy to learn. He is now part of a t- drift team called TSE, one of the most renowned teams out there. He did. He did that in four months of nothing but just pure dedication and the willpower to learn. I will always consider him to be my most prized prodigy. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, um, Richard's a cool dude. We, um, I think I might have been watching. I might have even joined when he's practicing for that first comp. But yeah, no, he's a cool dude. I like, um, like his streams. He's sort of he's got a lot of energy, you know. Like it's always. Um, even if there's negative people in the stream or whatever, I mean, he's just, yeah, he's a positive dude. Um, and yeah, no, he's, I think I drifted him a little while ago and yeah, he got, he got a lot better pretty quick. Um, yeah, I remember that sort of at the start, he wasn't too crash hot, but I mean, who isn't, but it's, um, like I said, giving someone a tune, it's sort of, I guess just a base to work off, isn't it? Like, but yeah, no, he's, um, have you, I know he's doing a bit of car X drifting race now. Um, right. Yeah, he's a no, he's a cool dude. He's actually um, we've just released some shirts in store. If you want to check him out, he's um, I think we're working on some more merch with him. But yeah, no, he's a cool dude. Um, so you don't really compete anymore, like you're not sort of in in any drift teams or anything. Nah, I I I can't join a team. Um, I I'll tell you this: if you join a team as a competition host, it's just on my behalf because I'm respectful to myself. So, yeah. I would love to join a team, but I just simply can't because, you know, this leads to people just ridiculing me because they think the comp is biased. Yeah. So, if I join GGA right now and I'll be like, 
I'm hosting GCS, and they say, and you see a GGA member first place, any people, <laughs> yeah. any person out there that talks to be like biased, regardless of the situation. Yeah. So, yeah. if I'm on a team, and if I ever join a team, the team will be blacklisted. What a blacklist is is a team that cannot run in my cop at yeah. all. And what fun is that? Like, why join a team and just restrict them to <laughs> running in my comp? Yeah, that that this is it's not fair because I join a team that I think I'm gonna be phenomenal in, but then get ridiculed because you know they think it's biased, and then yeah. I have to go blacklist the team so they can't compete. I'm yeah. not gonna do that. I'm I'm not gonna force myself on that. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's um, no, it's a good call. I think it is. You do see that in certain comps that um, whether they're favouring them or not, you know, it's always a big argument about it. But um, <laughs> um, so you're saying about your tunes, like you give them out to people. Is anywhere they can like? Do you have it in store where they can just download it? Yeah. So on Horizon Three and on Horizon Four, on Horizon Three, I'm a legendary tuner. Uh, I have over seventy downloaded tunes that you can go and look up Royal Loyal with the zero. So it's Royal, then L, zero, Y, L. They're all five-star tunes. Don't know how I got it, but (laughs) it's there. (laughs) Um, But the one I recommend for beginner drivers and any person that wants just to learn how to to drift is my S15 over on Horizon 4. Uh, It's called V4 Test 1. So it's my version 4 test one of the actual car. This means I've changed the car four times, and this mm-hmm. is the test dummy, <laughs> basically. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know how I tune this car so much to where this car, that anybody of any skill level can just drift it. I, I don't know how. I, yeah. I've wrenched and picked it up. I've, I've been teaching a lot of people, here, download this. Wow, how did you tune this car? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, so, you get, you just get working with you. Um, you do certain cars like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You just sometimes you just get a wicked tune. <laughs> it's like and then you shot in different cars. It's not, right. not happening. <laughs> right. So I also have some more advanced tunes out there. Um, more towards your advanced people who know how to drift already. Since I um, manipulate my gears to where. I drift in a old school fashion. I don't use e-brake. So back yeah. in the day, if many people didn't know, people didn't use e-brake. They used shifting to actually drift. And that's how I taught myself. I don't know how I did it. And I'm not going to explain how I did it. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. that's how I always ran my cars. It's If you ever watch my live stream, I go from third to second, third, second, third, yeah. second. And that's how I how how I always taught myself. So, I mean, that's more for your advanced people. But the S15 is my most phenomenal car. Yeah, and it sure. is still to this day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, you know, I was sort of, I've got, I picked up a bad habit of using on the opposite of use handbrake way too much, like, um. With going this car exit, I don't know the handbrake. I don't know if it's a tune of any played it for a couple of days, but yeah, like the handbrake on that game, 
I don't know, it doesn't seem to really flick you around. And um, yeah, so I got in a way bad habit of for the like, just when I'm drifting, someone to sort of use that instead of the brake. So probably something I need to get rid of. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So yeah, like you said, S15s, um, good, like sort of a popular car. Oh, do you do your own paints for them? Because I know you've come out with some pretty cool paints on your cars. Man, I'm not going to take props for my paints at all, man. <laughs> this phenomenal person named Carnage King. If you search him up, this guy deserves massive props. The same guy who kept me in my competition for so long. Mm-hmm. This guy makes the GCS paints. Um, the GCS paint that you you know the camouflage one. The, you know it goes from all the way back to you know my original envious one. Carnage was the guy that helped me out. I'm not gonna take any props for that. You know yeah. he is. You know he is the reason why GCS stands out. So, yeah. um, but he is also a phenomenal racer and drifter. As many people don't know, he does racing with Unix IRL. Uh, he's yeah. a phenomenal drifter, part of Team Slide culture. I know I'm shouting them out a lot, but um, <laughs> Carnage King joined Team Slide culture because of me promoting their event. And, yeah. you know, he has so much respect for me because I did promote their event. And if I didn't promote their event, he wouldn't be part of a team now. Yeah. You know, and he has major props. You know, I just want to dedicate, you know, all the paints that I've ever received from this guy have been phenomenal. Like, this is what I'm looking for. This is why I, you know, have you here, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. So, Um, yeah. So, um, he's on another level with his paints and just pure skill in the game of drifting. So he could, he could get a car and drift. I don't don't know. He's that, I don't know. So, um, (laughs) But we wish him the best of luck on his journey. Wherever he goes, he will always be the reason why I succeeded in GCS. No, that's cool. That's cool. Um, you know, I'll give it to people that do paint. Um, well, just just me. I can't. I'm not very good with painting with anything. But <laughs> um, yeah, just some of the yeah paints that come out. The that's sick. And that's cool with GCS. Like um, on a lot of the posters and stuff that you put up on Instagram and whatever, it's like, you know, it looks pretty cool. It's, um, you're done well with that. Um, so we want to sort of ask, obviously you get to drift with a lot of people and see what a lot of the drifters are doing. Is there anyone that up, up and coming that you think you watch out for that could do pretty well in the future? Well, I'll start with teams because I don't know everybody in the game, you know, yeah. Um, JSI, Team Slide Culture, TDR, which is t- Team Drift Royals ever since Savage left, um, yeah. ITDM, and GGA. Um, those are some teams to look out for. Um, JSI has been the top reigning team for the longest time. Mm-hmm. I've been, I mean, the longest time. If you never heard of JSI, look them <laughs> up because they are really, really, really skillful on what they do. Um, yeah. they went to the Ryan literal comp and run, uh, won the team battles while team, Sl- uh, team slide culture won the individual battles. So if you want to look back and see how skillful they are as a group, that's one way you can see how much potential JSI has, uh, mm-hmm. TDR, TDR, you know, I've been 
you know, communicating with them for the longest time because, you know, I still regret my decision from leaving the team, you know, but I still host these events. So I still am in contact with them, but I'm not going to be part of their team until I feel it's necessary that I need more people to help me out. ITDM. The only reason why I put ITDM here is because I have a guy named ITDM Addy. Addy was part of TDR back in the day. Mm -hmm. And he was my big inspiration when we came over to FM7 because I didn't know a thing about FM7, you know, (laughs) at all. And he was just the one to, you know, guide me. But ultimately, I just don't have no feelings for FM7. I've always hated it. I I don't know what it was. Um, GGA, I know your, your team is coming up along with, you know, all the people that you have. Luke yeah. and Unix, you know, coordinating together, and I, I commend them for running a great team. Uh, Unix, especially. Um, yeah, um, they did well. <laughs> but the people that I can list off individually considered the following: TSC Carnage. Carnage has been always the one to look at, you know, because he can get any course, he can help with any course, then you know. He doesn't need any practice. He doesn't. Yeah. He, he he skips practice. He shows up on a day and just does it. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how he does it. I, I, I'm like, bro, you need to practice. No, I don't. All right. <laughs> shows up on the comp day, scores 90s. Okay. Uh, um, TSC Cookie. You know, uh, TSC Dakota. Dakota is the one that inspired Do It For Dale when he came in the when it came into GCS, I most yeah. most memorable GCS I've ever had, and I think that's the company you actually won. I don't know yeah. for sure. I think he won that one, but you know, this, the same thing. Dakota can take any game and just be good at it. I don't know yeah. how they do it. All the TSC people, I don't know how they do it. They do it. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Most definitely, Wrenchin. He is one to look out for. Yeah, he still needs to learn a lot. Um, but he's getting there. Um, to this day, you know, I still in, am in contact with him. You know, since I'm the one that taught him, I've always been inspired by him and always will mm-hmm. be inspired by him because, you know, yes, the teacher taught him, but his energy alone just, just is phenomenal. Like, I cannot tell myself every day when I watch this guy, wow, this is what I taught. This is where he's going. <laughs> yeah. What? I can't believe, like, the fact of, you know, where he went, you know, and it just mind boggles me. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is JSI Mystified. This guy is a Seto driver. I think he's on the Seto, but phenomenal, phenomenal guy to look out for. Um, Rocky MP4, TSC Rocky. Now, if you never went over to the Instagram page of Team Slide Culture, Rocky MP4 is their editor and video creator. If you never seen his edits or you never seen a phenomenal drifting video, <laughs> this dude is I don't know how he does it, but he's on another level. I I, I don't know. It's just like he he takes something and just improves on it. Like, every video you see, like, if you start from beginning to end, it's like my comp. He just constantly improves, improves, improves. And you're like, how do you do it? <laughs> so, yeah. um, 
there are a lot more people I wish I wish I could actually think of on the top of my head. Um, but there is a lot of phenomenal people that hide in the dark. Like, you don't know their name, but they are yeah. good at drifting. They're really <laughs> good. They they don't show their face. I mean, yeah. I've had people like Chewbacca or, or Monty that I've never heard of in my life come in my comp and place first. I'm like, mm. who are you? Like, I've never <laughs> heard of you. Yeah. So, yeah. so you just never know. Like, you never know who to look out for because you never know who has experience and who doesn't. You yeah. know? Yeah. And like you're saying, with some of them, like, yeah, some people just have it. They just pick it up quick and <laughs> just, you don't know how they do it. And I think I've actually, um, that TSR Rocky, I think he's got a YouTube channel, doesn't he? I think so. He does. Yeah, I think I've seen him do a couple of edits on his wheel. I think, which is um, yeah, I thought were pretty rad, you know. But yeah, no, there's um, yeah, a few good names there for sure. Um, yeah, Team Slide Culture definitely got a quite a few drivers that are <laughs> you know hard to compete with. But no, it's cool. They're a cool team. Um, so to sort of finish up. What's where do you want to sort of go with GCS? Like, what's for the, in the future for him? So. Right now, I officially announced Car X Drifting. I, mm-hmm. It's in the works. I'm ha- I'm hiring some people for staff uh, to help me out over there uh, because it's a brand new game. Uh, we have to, you know, spend a month or two to figure out how we can how we can do it and yeah. how to regulate cars. Just like Horizon Four, it's a brand new game. I have to figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. We plan on we plan on doing that until the newest motorsport game. Yeah. So, um, when the newest motorsport game comes out, we'll be the a grassroots competition for all people to join. This this doesn't regard any skill level, so any skill level can join. So, if you're part of ESCA or SSR or Outrun, any comp that goes into motorsport, mm-hmm. you can join because there's there's no licensing that you have to have. It's a grassroots competition, so it's you know. It's something that if you're brand new, you have pro people to go up against and see if you can make pro status. So it's yeah. always there, you know. Um, we'll take this new motorsport game, learn from our mistakes from motorsport, you know, constantly grind out as we did in Horizon 4, hopefully mm-hmm. be up, up there with ESCA, you know. Best intentions when when we say that. Um, I'm I'm going to try to work with ESCA and try to get turn 10 on our side. That's not a definite, but, you know, we have to break the glass barrier now because turn 10 has to now realize that drifting is a thing, and we want to take it to an eSport level. Um, But it's going to take more than me and ESCA. Um, It's going to take a lot more people, regardless of breaking that barrier. And uh, when we break that barrier, all is free. And these these comps that you just see pickup comps will like will be pickup comps. They, they won't be like if you ever seen Rocket League, the championship series. It's like they had to start somewhere, and I they had to break the glass barrier. So now it's now we're up against the the ceiling trying to break that barrier. So I think all the competitions that are up. Right now, I think we need to come as a group and try to break that barrier together. 
And yeah. if it happens, it happens. But if it doesn't, it doesn't. So um, um, once Horizon 5 comes out, since this is a dedicated Horizon comp, because Horizon has been my thing ever since Horizon 1, I um, mm-hmm. will strive to be the comp to be known for the competition. So basically when Horizon 5 comes out, I will try to establish the name that we've established on Horizon 4, the biggest comp to ever come up on Horizon. Um, I'm not going to say that for the fact because another comp can come up and just take the title. I I, I just want to be there <laughs> for competition. So if you start a competition, yeah. please finish it through. I want competition myself. So let's say GCS comes over on Horizon 5. You want to start a competition. That's my competition. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I'm competing to get you. So, um, so it will always be in the works. You know, I would always rely to my community, but, you know, they made GCS happen, you know. So special thanks to everyone in the Discord, regardless of who you are. Regardless of toxicity, I've learned from my mistakes. Regardless if you're a blacklisted team, thanks for being a blacklisted team because I'm not going to have you in my comp. You know, certain members that, you mm. know, just called me out constantly. Thanks to you, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Um, mm. So, and I will constantly improve on everything that y'all tell me to do. Um, special thanks to you, of course, you know, being a sponsor. I did not reach out to you. You reached out to me. I don't even know how you found <laughs> me, but, <laughs> um, yeah. but I've, I've had multiple sponsors before you came along. Uh, fortunately enough, you came along and said, Hey, you're hosting a grassroots competition. You want a sponsor? Yeah, sure. Um, but special thanks to you, you know, uh, best wishes on your team as well. They strive to become one thing to look out for, and thank you conducting for this interview today. No, it's a pleasure, dude. Yeah, um, no, it's something uh, sort of when we look at sponsoring, we sort of um, like you know, look for I guess professional. You know, if, if we want to spend a bit of money, we want to, you know, we want something that looks good because obviously putting a name to it, we're um, always happy to help little comps, but. Um, hopefully in the future we can do a bit more for you and um, I think yeah we're all pretty excited to see what happens with Carx drifting and um, I think everyone's waiting for all the new games but no cheers for hopping on dude it's been a pleasure alright you enjoy yourself man